Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast on YouTube. This is your host, Lisa Tomi. Today we are celebrating World Poetry Day, and our guests are the poets of Green Cat Books all the way from the UK. Enjoy. Thank you all so much for coming to celebrate World Poetry Day. Today we have Green Cat Books as our special program today. Um, they come all the way from the UK. Lisa Rivers is the owner of Green Cat Books. And I found out about this through meeting Sarfraz Ahmed. Um, he was one of my first people that I interviewed for the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. And he's been on the show probably about four or five times now with different open mics and things like that. So thank you, Safraz, for helping me coordinate this and get this off the ground. And also thank you to Lisa. I do want to offer a disclaimer. I am in no way compensated, nor um, have I compensated um, Lisa uh, from Green Cat Books. This is simply an act of love of poetry and a love of poets. Um, so this is not a profit-making venture or anything like that. Um, I do want to let everybody know that the poets presenting today are all poets of Green Cat Books, and they're going to be sharing their poetry, and I'm encouraging them to tell us about their books and a little bit about themselves, because we need to know more poets. So, without any further ado, I'm going to start with Lisa Greener, who runs the Green Cat Books, and welcome Lisa to the program. Thank Can you, you tell us a little bit about Green Cat Books? Um, well, I set Green Cat Books up in 2017 uh, after I finished writing my first novel. And um, I realised that uh, with normal uh, publishing companies, you can't get a foot in the door these days if you're a new author. Um, on the other alternative is paying thousands to have your book published with another company. So I thought I need something in the middle. So then I thought, well, you know, I can write books, I can publish books. I've already published my poetry book for them. So I thought, well, let's go for it. Let's help other authors. You still there, Lisa? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, I really uh, appreciate that um, you're here today. And I wanted to ask if someone wants to submit their poetry, what would they need to do? Uh, just contact me. Um, our website, I've tried to scroll on the back of my, on my wall, um, but obviously it's back to front. Uh, so if you contact us at Green Cat Books, which is uh, www.green, G-R-E-E-N, hyphen cat c-a-t dot co c-o that is our email address uh, sorry our website and you've got contact details there okay great that's wonderful so you do you have like um do you take submissions year round yes okay and um are your submissions acceptable from around the world or do you have certain areas that you um no, we have authors Nigeria, Zimbabwe, America, Australia, all over the place. Wonderful, wonderful. Even well, Scotland. <laughs> say even Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Lisa, do you have poetry to share today? I do, yes. Okay. My book I wrote in um, 2014 called Why I Have So Many Cats. I just couldn't stop rhyming. Every time I spoke, I rhymed and I had to get the poetry. <laughs> out to get the rhyming out of my mind well let's hear your poetry already are you sure yes absolutely okay so this is the book why i have so many cats basically i have a lot of cats i've had a lot of cats over the last 20 or so years and the people always said oh how many cats have you got what why have you got that many cats so i thought well you know what I'll um, write a book about it. So I've got in here quite a few poems about cats, my cats that, I, that have owned me over the past. I can't say I own them, but um, 
there's not much opportunity of that. Um, I'm going to read three poems. In the last three years, we have lost three of our cats due to old age or, or similar. So I thought I'd read the poetry about them to, to bring them back to memorise. And um, yeah, the, some of them are quite funny, so you might enjoy them. The first cat, um, we had batches of cats, I suppose you could say. We had other cats when I was younger. And then the, the multiple cats arrived in 2005, I think. And the first one that we got was called Raven. So she is um, the first cat that I'm going to re read the poem about. Bear with me. I get very jittery and nervous and stumbly and stuttery. So just bear with me. Uh, the first time I saw Raven, I had a choice of two. She's she lay or snuggled with her twin. I didn't have a clue. How could I choose between them? It really wasn't easy. I simply had to have them both. My child, my, my smile was so cheesy. That is when I became and the mad cat lady dizzy. I took them home to show the kids it really was quite busy. Raven was quite confident. She strolled right out the carrier. Her sister wasn't quite so keen. She hid behind a barrier. And we cooed and coaxed, and, but there she stayed until we dragged her out. She ran away and hid from us. We didn't even shout. But this poem is about her sister. I should stay on track. Raven was so gorgeous, ginger brown and black. She took the role of cat in charge and still nothing has changed. Nine years on, she's still the boss, a little more deranged. All the others have respect. They bow their heads in fear. She'll walk past them all regally, then stay until it's clear. She acts like she should be the queen. She does deserve a crown. She wouldn't even stand for that. She only wears a frown. But despite that frosty front, she really is a dear. She loves to have her belly rubbed, but growls if you go near. She has to give permission first. She'll lie down for a stroke. Approach her with such caution, you don't want your hand broke. She really isn't, sorry, she isn't really nasty. She's just choosy of her friends. And if she really likes you, that friendship never ends. So that was about Raven. She was quite, quite a bossy cat. Just bear with me while I have a drink. Uh, we've been, we call her the Duchess because she just seems to have more say over everybody else. The next one is her sister. It was called Starfire. Now our children decided to name the cats and these particular cats were named after um, cartoon characters. So Raven and Starfire were part of um, Teen Titans a very long time ago. Okay, so this is about Starfire. Starfire is Raven's kid sister, more a princess than a queen. When she first arrived at home, she wasn't really keen. Learning from the previous mistakes that I had made, I quickly nipped her down the vets and made sure they were spayed. That Christmas was a special one. We bought a brand new tree. The kittens liked to climb in it. It was a sight to see. Something startled Starfire one day, perhaps the lights. She leapt out of the Christmas tree and gave us all a fright. Tangled up in loads of tinsel, she scarpered round the room. Dragging half the Christmas tree, we know that she was doomed. We tried to chase her to set her free, but boy, she was so fast. We ducked and dived away from harm. We knew it couldn't last. Eventually, we got a grip and grabbed her safe and sound. We reassured her all the time the tinsel wasn't round. This hadn't really helped her nerves. It had made her jumpy. We will never forget that day, Starfire, you're a numpty. I appreciate that some people in America don't know half of these words that I'm saying. But, you know, that's that's the fun of it all, I suppose. Right. The last one is the first cat that we lost in this current batch. This is Willow. Uh, she died in 2018. She was 11. Um, so uh, this is about Willow. Willow is our quiet girl. Her meow is quite silent. She's a lovely, very loving cat, but with Marley can be violent. Marley really winds her up, follows her everywhere. Looks at her adoringly, but Willow, she just stare. Back when we first got her, you know, when she was better, when we were busy mourning Tom, she went and had a litter. Five black fluff balls, all the same. We hadn't had a clue. She started getting fat and let out a massive mew. Sat down on the comfy sofa, she snuggled on my lap and gave birth on my duvet cover. That was the end of that. Kittens, kittens everywhere. How many did we have? We tried to keep them in a box. Haha, <laughs> that was so daft. Surely we could, this could get no worse, although we love them dearly. 
we could not feed that many mouths. We had to sell them, clearly. We found a loving home for two. It was quite far away. I drove them to meet their new humans, much to my dismay. The journey was quite chaotic. They both wanted to escape. The box balanced on the front seat. They ate through the sticky tape. Climbing out to take a look, I had to stop the car. I had a little chat with them. Come on now, it's not too far. Eventually I got them there. It was love at first sight. They loved them loads and wanted more, so I drove back there that night. Two more kittens identical went to their new home. The humans were so overjoyed, just left their brother on his own. Binks, we named him. He was cute, just like his mum and uncle Tom. His story we'll get to soon. It won't be very long. So that's my three poems done, and hopefully that's me off the um <laughs> hopefully that's the hook now. I can now relax and just listen to everybody else now. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love cats. Um, and I love your poetry. Thank you. Thank you. Allison, Allison Lowther. Hi, hi there. Hi, Allison. Welcome. Hi. Thank Tell you. Tell us about yourself and um, maybe your book support. Okay, well, I'm Alison Lowther, obviously. <laughs> I live in uh, I live in a, in a town called Musselburgh, which is just outside Edinburgh in Scotland. Um, I have a alternative healing practice. I work from home giving Reiki healing and I teach Reiki, which is a form of energy healing. Um, and I also do other therapies as well. And I've had my own business for 12 years. And as part of my own healing journey, I wrote poetry um, because, as you all know, it's a good way to express your feelings and your emotions and get them out there. And I also, uh, for my business, my healing business, um, I was writing a lot of inspirational quotes and things um, that people enjoyed. So I felt to put some poetry together into a book. Um, books called Indigo Moods, because um, it's quite moody. <laughs> and it's divided into four sections. Uh, one section called These Emotions, which is an exploration of different emotions. That will resonate with the reader. One section is called This Life, which is where I explore my thoughts on the deeper meaning of life. And the third section is called Inner Demons, uh, where I lay my soul and deepest feelings on the line. Um, and I think a lot of those words will resonate with a lot of people in their own, their own journeys. And the last chapter is called An Epiphany, and it's just that it's a collection of my poems that reflect my own healing and awakening and quite inspiring poems, I think, I hope. <laughs> um, okay, so shall I just start reading? Yes, or? yes ma'am, okay. go right ahead. Thank you. Okay. Um, the first poem's called I Am Soul, and it's from my book. I am soul, and all I ever wanted was to be seen, to be recognised. I am here, I am behind those eyes that you look into. I am within that heart that you love. I shine out to you, but you are blind to my light. All you see is my body. Yet here I am. I am soul. And all I ever wanted was to be seen. Um, and the second poem is from the Epiphany section of my book, and it's called Broken Wings. She had grown tired of repairing the broken wings of fallen angels, weary of stitching up the hearts of the torn. She woke up and realised it was not about their broken wings. It was not about their tears. They were her mirrors. They were reflecting to her, her own broken wings, her own tears, which she had denied and avoided by fixing them in others. So finally, she mended her own tears, repaired her own wings, and she flew. And the third, the last one is a, a more recent one that's not in my book, but if I do another book, it might be in that. It's called Who Are You? 
Who are you? Are you true? Are you real? Are you really you? Are you the daughter, the wife, the sister or mother? Or are you all four or one or the other? Do you know who you are? Which hat fits today? The woman, the actor, who stars in your play? Your life is your movie with more than one role. You play them so well, but what of the soul? Just step out for a moment, step out of the play. Look into your heart. Who are you today? The counsellor, the cook, the driver, the nurse, the cleaner, the shopper, for better or worse? You are none of those people, those parts that you play, personas adopted to get through the day. Look into your heart and there you will find the truth that is you, not what's in your mind. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. I was really touched by those poems. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Caitlin Reese. Um, I live near York. Um, the book that I did is parodies of famous poems and they're called Covid Poetic Parodies and it is there to make us think about the situation we're in but also use insights from the past to right. actually say something haven't changed. Does that make sense? Yes, I'm looking forward to hearing those poems. So the first one, um, if the first one we're going to look at um, is England centric. I don't know whether you did this in the States, but in England, we put rainbows in the windows for nurses to say how much we really valued what they were doing. Um, yes, and we have people clapping like on our doorsteps for nurses. And this is just a poem that reflects that. And it's based on Rudyard Kipling's Tommy, which looked at the role of the common soldier. And this is looking at the role of nurses. And it's called Rainbow Warriors. I went into the theatre without complete protection. No money for a full safe gown to save me from infection. I'm frightened for my family that I will take this killer back. And I'm shaking as I change my clothes and throw them in the sack. I wonder if I should move away to keep my babies well and protect my family from this choking, lung-constricting hell. But it's nurses are our angels, and they really are the best, and we must do everything in our power to protect the NHS. I went into the supermarket to get the weekly shop. After a 12-hour shift in PPE, I was more than ready to drop. But the shelves were bare and empty, no basics to be found. They looked at my uniform and just stared straight at the ground. Oh, we haven't got the stock. You'll need to return another day. But it's nurses are our saviours now that COVID's come to stay. And we clap them on the doorstep and we all shout hip hooray for the nurses who will save us now that COVID's come to stay. Do not call us heroes. Do not call us saints. We're ordinary nurses working with impossible constraints. We're not soldiers in a battle or a conscripted front line. We're not alabaster mast martyrs frozen in the shrine. The world is full of rainbows in windows and in doors, but will they keep us safe trapped in these strange and stormy shores? It's heroes that and heroes this and heroes one and all. But heroes die too frequently. Now COVID's come to call. You promised better wages and no forced repatriation. You said we were your heroes and the darlings of the nation. Don't renege on all your promises. Prove it to our face. Don't let this be another humiliating Windrush style disgrace. Because it's clap them on our doorsteps. Put rainbows in your door. But let's vote against a pay rise as we pace the commons floor. It's nurses this and nurses that and anything you please, but nurses are not stupid and the hypocrisy they see. So that's the first one. Um, 
The second one is called The Naming of Hens, which is based on Henry Reed's Naming of Parts, which was written in 1942 and has two voices, the voice of the people putting the, sold, the guns together and a voice, poetic voice. So I tried to do the same with this one and it's called The Naming of Hens. For today, we have The Naming of Hens. Yesterday, we had school ending and tomorrow's Sunday's delights of prayer or leisure await. But today, today, we have the naming of hens. Darkness lurks, poisoned invisible droplets hover. But today, we have the naming of hens. And the white Sussex struts and the bluebell blunders lost in thoughts hidden by ruffled speckled plumes and the red ranger extrovertly parades proud feathers flouncing. Racism riots in the shadows and neck convulses. But today we have the naming of hens. A riot of nomenclures cavort in the ether rejoicing in their inventive dexterity. Henrietta, Henny Penny, Doris and Daisy, Galadriel, Eleanor, Lizzie and Jane. Poverty pounds at multiple doors. A child cries for a saviour. But today we have the naming of hens. Wandering Wilf clutches a new friend. Chases, chuckles, chubby legs dancing in delight. A mop of curly joy radiates innocent pleasure at the avian acrobatics in his garden. Avarice, injustice and corruption creep unchecked. Give thanks then for the naming of hens. So that's my second one. And the last one is a bit, like, bit more light-hearted, you'll be very glad to know. And it is based on Hilaire Belloc's Tarantella, which is a poem that captured the rhythm of the dance. And this one, instead of calling Tarantella, is Saltarello, which is another beat dance. Do you remember the pub, my good friend? Do you remember the pub? and the booze and the news and getting rid of the blues and the smell and the hell of the urine flecked loos and the lager that tasted like pee. And the shouts and the cheers after too many beers when the local team finally scored. Do you remember the pub, my good friend? Do you remember the pub? And the shouts and the cheers after too many beers and the songs with wrong words that no one actually heard and straining to hear what your mate said occurred. And the crunch, crack, snap of the snack in the hands that darted and smarted with salt rubbed into their wounds. Drinking, laughing, shouting and dancing, spittle flying unchecked in the air without a care as the jukebox blared on and nobody cared. Do you remember the pub? my good friend. Do you remember the pub? It'll come once more, my good friend. It'll come once more. Slowly we will open the door and our isolated ways will begin to thaw. Live music will greet us and restore our joy. Sipping our beer, we'll quietly cheer and hug one another once more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely. I enjoyed those very much. David, I think you're on. Are we all okay. set? I am all set. All right. David Rollins, tell us about yourself and let's hear some poetry. Uh, as, I, as I said earlier on, I, um, I tend to write haiku, although I do write other poetry in books. And um, recently I collaborated with two other friends. Um, all three of us have mental health issues and all three of us write poetry. So I decided to um, collaborate with them and we ended up with a book called Three Insane Poets where um, each of us had a mental health problem but from a different perspective. So I have borderline, one of my friends has bipolar, another one has an acquired brain injury. And um, so we collaborated on this book and I, I, I wrote some haiku for the book and then, so I read those and then I read some of the other poetry that are not haiku. Um, and as I said, I, I tend to write what I call urban haiku, um, which I picked up from a, a, another book that I read that kind of inspired me. I find politics and most mental health issues 
meet in the middle. That's one haiku. Number two, I can feel anger bubbling, moving up onto my face, scowling tension. So many people, their nosy lives crossing mine, leaving, then replaced. Those are the haiku. Now, um, this is a kind of a haiku story. So that each verse is a haiku, but it's about me. I'm a twin and um, it's about me and my twin brother, really, during the, the mental health period. Um, I envied his calm and he envied my chaos. If only we'd talked. He got a new job, his life always going well. Not the crazy twin. Sat drinking coffee. We laughed over something daft. Just random twin humour. My first suicide, a large bottle of vodka, and my twin saving me. My twin visited. The confused mental health nurse mistook him for me. That last bit being um, an episode where he visited me in the mental health unit. And because we were identical twins and I wasn't in sight, the mental health nurse actually thought that he'd left the unit without permission and um, told him off, which was hilarious at the time. I think you had to be there though. And this this is kind of inspired from, I don't know if you've ever, if, if you've ever watched um, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock Holmes. Um, but he talks about memory palaces and, and rooms inside your mind where you can store information. It's never worked for me particularly, but I liked the idea. These are my rooms and yours, boxes with high walls inside our individual heads, places where we keep and find thoughts, work, friends, not friends, places, likes, not likes, memories, good, not good. Events, past and passed by, my thoughts and your thoughts. My rooms have arches of stone instead of wooden doors that close and exclude everyone except you because we are not different at all. Um, oh, okay, here's a more lighthearted one. Um, I used to attend a writing group on and off and um, this is called I missed the writing group. I missed the writing group this week. It was raining cats and dogs and then the feline and the canine flood just vanished in the fog. I missed the writing group next week. My time machine was sick. I may miss it two weeks ago if I cannot get it fixed. I, I missed the writing group today. You all thought that I was in. What you had failed to realise was that I switched out with my twin. I won't miss the writing group again. I promise and I swear. You need all the support you can get, so it wouldn't be that fair. I'll come to the writing group next week. You could even save a chair. What do you mean half term? You're closed. That's it. Fini. Don't care. And that was the writing group. <laughs> um, let's have a look. This one's just about me being a poet, really. Um, I am poetry, even when I was a child. My misery is written on my face, my idealism in my mind, my family, the usual abuse tragedy. I am poetry, even when I was a teenager, my unwritten love stories, my anarchic non-girlfriends, my dark nighttime submissions. I am poetry, even when I was married, my separate love story ending, me trying to fit pages into words, my no such thing as normal. I am poetry, even when I was a lunatic, my words finding their page, my urban haiku love story, my purpose, my day-by-day -day poems. Thank you, David. 
Let's Tell me what you want me to stop, by the way. I've got loads of these. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to move on to Pratiba. That's Thank fine. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. Hey, Pratiba. Tell us Hi. about yourself and read us some poetry. I do ask that everybody else okay. keep themselves. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Pratiba. Um, I have this is my book, Tangles and Knots, that I published October 2020. And um, I basically um, got five chapters in this book, and I'm going to read three poems as requested. Um, and a little bit about me is that um, I didn't know I was a poet until more last year but I've always had this collection because it was so old. I wrote it when I was going through eczema as a student and uh, it affected my mental health. And uh, that was back in sort of like 1999 onwards. I kept the writings and I basically knew I wanted to publish them. And then I had, you know, after so many years, but 20 years later, I'm, I've got my book published now. And um, that is the whole backstory about Tangles and Knots. And obviously now I'm writing, uh, writing a lot more than I used to. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying writing and being a poet. So I'm going to start off with one of my poems. Okay. So um, like I said, I had five sections in here. Uh, one is called um, uh, what a nightmare the second one is if only uh, uh reflection and the third one was hope and the fourth one was complete faith and the fifth one was my own reality which is my escape world so my poem is called pieces and it's from my if only section it's my self-reflection here we go pieces i have to put the pieces of my life together like fixing a broken glass each piece picked up one by one and glued in position until the glass is whole. Unstable at first, but will hold. Delicate, but will become stronger. As more glue is applied, each piece of life, each piece of glass resembles my life. It won't be the same with its cracked edges. It will be rough and hard to handle, but will eventually smoothen out. Still visible to see the scars, like those in my life, but it will not shatter, not if it's not broken again. Those scars will disappear forever and it will be almost like it never happened, but you know it did. That's my first one. Thank you, everyone. Uh, my second one is called Focus. Focus, focus now, your life depends on it. Get a grip and focus, you can do it if you set your mind to it. Don't say one thing and do another. Focus on what you need to do now. You can if you try, you will focus now. In the end, it will all be worthwhile. Focusing as, as part of every day now. Focus is the word to your mind every day. With a clear, focused mind, it's possible. Okay, so thank you everyone. Uh, my third one is my unreality world, my escape world, and um, I am an artist as well. So um, this is where this comes from. Colours. Bring some colour into my life through those paints, brushes and paper. Bring some change into my life through using them every day. Bring some joy into my life to see an image forming. Bring some distraction into my life in those vibrant strokes. Bring some order into my life through the mixture of textures. Bring some comfort into my life with no limits guaranteed. Bring some colour into my life anything is possible. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. That was lovely. Thank you so much, Prativa. Safraz. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thank you, Lisa. Hi, yeah. Lisa Green. I've not heard Lisa's voice before, so that, that was really nice. Um, <laughs> Okay, so what I'll do, I'll, uh, I'll go through explain a little bit about obviously the, the books I've, uh, I've had published and also my journey a little bit. So I was fortunate to be published by Green Cat last June 
And to be honest, I've not really looked back. I was introduced by Green Cat by uh, Julie Stacey, who's a fantastic poet, and it's a shame she's not here today. And um, she encouraged me to kind of send my stuff because I've been writing for about 18, 19 years of poetry. She says, send some work to Green Cat, which I did. Unfortunately, it was published. But, and, and then to be honest, I've not looked back, and that was picked up to be honest, uh, around the world, and especially in New York, and especially in the US. And even now, I was, even now I'm, I'm chatting to people in the US, because we're working on anthologies, we've got um, other stuff that's cracking up. I'm actually a, um, I'm an admin for one of the biggest Facebook sites in, actually from the US, called uh, Passion of Poetry. So I've become a moderator and I've actually published three books. So the first one uh, was called 84 Pins, which I'm going to read from you today. That was in June. In November, uh, with Green Cat, of course, did, uh, I published my children's book, which was uh, My Teacher's an Alien, which is, that's, that's 84 Pins, if you can see that there. Uh, my Teacher's an Alien is, is there, very nice children's book which was fantastic to do with an illustrator called Natasha Adams. And then in February, my bestseller, Amazon bestseller, which, which really kind of surprised me, but was really good, um, Two Hearts, which I wrote with my American friend, Annette Tarpley, um, you know, topped the bestsellers list for uh, Kindle. So it's not even been a year and there's just so many things have happened. So thank you very, very, very much. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from 84 Pins and where it all started. So I'm going to read the first poem, which is called 84 Pins. 84 pins kept a thin, upright like a mannequin, cut into a dress, bled right in. The finest gold and daughter body from top to toe, the finest jewels intertwined shaped her body, a tapestry of colours blushed ruby red. With each step her dress obediently followed, set ripples deep as the ocean, subtle as the sea, as she took her first step into the vastness, into the unknown, the very thought chilled her to the bone. As she walked down the stairs she caught a glimpse of her face scarred by makeup, her body covered up by layers, satin skill, silk and lace. She never felt more out of place. The mask she wore made her unrecognisable from the beauty that once was, stripped of her innocence, her youth. It was as if deep down she knew the truth, that part of her had died. Her eyes were sad for there was no, le no tears left to cry. She poised herself, took control, she held on tight, took flight, took a deep breath as 84 pins, kept her thin, upright like a mannequin, cut into her dress, bled right in, broke through the chrysalis. She took her first step, left the old self behind as she stepped outside into an unsuspecting world, emerged a bride. Thank you. That's uh, that's 84 pins. And then I'm going to take you to the middle of the book. There's only 60 poems. Um, but, but I think when I was, uh, I think we all felt like this. It was my first book and uh, it was uh, it was really hard, actually. It was really hard book. Uh, it's a hard process to get a book done and uh, to get it completely done. So I'm going to get to the middle of the book now. So this is the, that was the first poem that kind of, kind of broke everything. I think it was um, it was amazing how much um, how much that opened up uh, the world of poetry for me around the world. So that was crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna this is probably how we feel now. This is a poem called "Take Me Away." Take me away. I want to get away to sunny beaches, to sad cafes. I want to go to a place where nobody knows me, a place where I can be where I want to be, to swim in the oceans, to dive in the seas. I want to be engulfed in the brightness, in the deep yellow. I want to be bound and cocooned in the beauty that is. I want to walk hand in hand. I want to sit and stand, walk under blue skies and on white sand. I want our bodies to intertwine the way they used to, to sit on idle balconies and look out on the view while you look at me and I look at you. Take me away from all of this that surrounds me. I want to add some colour to the dull and grey. I want to get away to sunny beaches and sad cafes to memories of yesterday. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. That's the middle of the book. Now I'm going to, leave, I'm going to read the last, the last, the last poem, which um, 
which is really nice actually because to be honest i think uh because of this situation we're in and um, we've not had holidays we've not been uh, away to hot to, to sunny beaches and and places like this it's nice to be creative and write uh what you feel and i think my last poem of 84 pins is called paradise and i will read this out and this is probably how we're feeling now this is called paradise the water soothes the flame the dying itch little by little bit by bit i go deep i go under i open my eyes i begin to wander i look out of the vastness the majesty that surrounds me the pure white sand goes hand in hand with the deep blue sea I smile for I can see for miles and miles as I am in paradise for I have left all the dull and grey behind. It is left under layers of memories the lies disregarded on the four corners of my mind. Thank you very much. Those are my three poems. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks Lisa. Thank you Sir Fraz. Always love to hear your poetry. Sue, Sue McFarlane. Hello everyone, thank you for having me here today. Um, I debut today, it's my launch day of my ebook, my very first book, actually today. The day. Congratulations. Um, so it's, it's hot off the press stuff. <laughs> um, so I was a complementary therapist, Alison will relate to this, for over 20 years. And when I retired, I had a bit of a identity crisis as quite often happens when people retire you don't really know where you fit in anymore into life the universe or anything and last year um, my husband and I we were having building work done just as the lockdown happened and it was just dreadful um, but I've got some lovely friends and a couple of People encouraged me to write just journaling to start with. And then the poetry started to come. And I just called them words, my words. And I shared my words with a couple of friends. And one actually wrote the foreword for my book. And that's how the title of the book, My Words for Living, actually came about because they are, I, I don't, still don't really think of them or myself as poets um, or them as poems. They are just words. So I'd like to share three with you today. And they're from my book, which will be available soon, but it's an ebook today. So thank you. The first is called Mirror. Silver backed glass framed in wood or in gold. The mirror reflection is never that old. It is only a glimpse, a moment in time, a look that might cause you to think, who am I? The whole view is there for you to glance or to gaze, as change it must do each moment, all days. You're seeing yourself as you think others do, but you can only see with your brain and eyes you. It matters not that you have wisdom lines there or silvery streaks showing up in your hair. What's important is making the time to take in the beauty that lies in your heart deep within. So, um, my mum is also a poet, thank you very much. My mum is also a poet. I've been writing since I believe now, we're talking a lot more about it, since 1968. So I can't wait to get my hands on her volumes of poems. And we've been exchanging through the last few months, her poets, poetry as well. So that's brought us close together. Um, so this is my very first public um, reading of any of any poetry at all. So bear with me, bear with me. So we managed to get away in between the lockdowns last year for a couple of short breaks, and one was to Dorset. So you might recognise a couple of the places mentioned here if you've ever been there. Beautiful part of the world. 
And this poem is called Golden Cap View. The smell of wood smoke pervades the still air, trapped under tree branches, still changing colour. The light is decreasing as the day takes its toll. A wet path is leading us around a small knoll with fabulous views over the green and sublime fields in the valley and small copses hillside. We turn to the south and are so pleased to view the sea is held there between cap and hill too. There is rarely a day when I'm not pleased to see the raw briny ocean looking right back at me. Our day has been great with many miles covered fast. We even met with friends who reminisced the past. Our cottage is cosy, just right for us too, warm and away from the busy road through. From here we can walk, take a drive, or just sit to unwind our last few weeks under taxing COVID. It will be quite refreshing to stroll along a seafront and even get blown by the breeze on the cob. Thank you. So I've chosen for my last poem today, um, because I'm a because I was a therapist before and um, a biochemist actually by qualification many, many years ago. Um, I know all about serotonin and I'm sure a lot of people know about serotonin and oxytocin and the benefits of hugging and how we're lacking in hugs. Um, apart from if we're lucky enough to actually have somebody in our own bubble that we can hug. So my last poem today, I, I do believe is, is a poem of hope for us called Hug Chemistry. A warm embrace from a loved one holding me tight and promising forever. The absolute feelings of love are within. This a physical sign we are together. Chemicals released head straight to the brain by way of the stomach and heart. There's no other way to get close to your kin, where you both receive as they warmly take part. A hug is for friendship or sealing a deal. The difference could be hard to make out. As for couples, they hold each other tighter with love and will linger without any doubt. Friends hug to show how much they support each other through thick and through thin. The emotions that tie buddies close in real life are deep, rich and complex, not imagined. So when you are able to show with a hug the love and friendship you both share, please never belittle the closeness it brings and be sure your heart receives treasure. Thank you. Thank you and congratulations again on your new book of poetry and your debut. I'm glad that you came to us for debut. <laughs> Wonderful. I think that's everyone on um, my list. Have I left anybody out, Lisa? I don't think so, no. Okay. Wonderful. I can open this up now to the audience if they have any response they'd like to give. I say like we'd like everybody to give a round of applause for our poets. Beautiful to me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming together and celebrating World Poetry Day. Special thanks to Lisa from Green Cat Books for working with me to make this possible. Um, of course, I'll put a plug in if any of you would like to be on my podcast as an individual um, show, let me know, just email me and I'll be glad to get you on there. Some of you have been on there, I actually see several who have been. So thank you so much. Sarfraz is like to probably do my podcast at this point because he's been on it so many times. <laughs> 
But thank you all so much, and you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. Bye. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Great job. Beautiful. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Come back again soon. Would you like to be on our podcast? Send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com and we'll get back to you soon. Thank you. Have a good day.